lift your hands and sing it. statement to make or declaration as I said right here at the end of 2020 than to say I'm not turning back now if 2020 has done anything it's done its best to try to get us to turn around turn it off give up surrender walk away quit whatever you want to call it But we're still here. I think I preached sometime in the middle of all this mess. That's message. We're we're still here. I'm still here. I remember preaching about these bones can live. There just hasn't been a year bad enough created that can defeat the church I'm not issuing a challenge to the world I'm just telling you whatever they dish out the Lord said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it I think you can take comfort in knowing where you are today when you are in the church praise God So just wait on the Lord. And he will renew your strength. So you can keep walking. Keep praising. and Keep worshiping. And keep preaching. And keep ministering. And keep going. God will renew your strength. He can't lie. It's his word. Even God won't break his word. And when we wait on him, he will renew our strength. How long am I going to have to wait? I don't know, but you'll have strength to do it because he's going to keep renewing it. You won't die waiting on the Lord. He'll make sure he's going to get you through. I need to get with this today. I I won't be very long, I don't think, but I I want to read something I felt like. Rarely do I have a a message. It seems like a week or so in advance. Most of the time it's Sunday morning. Here you go. But I felt like the Lord gave me something for this last service of this year that we could find strength and hope from today. Be encouraged as we get ready to go into another year if he tarries. Psalm 77, if you have your Bibles, you want to turn there today. Again, thank you for all of our visitors and people that are here today. We just appreciate you being with us and just worshiping with us today. God is so good to us. Psalm 77 starts out, this guy, he could have been in 2020. I cried unto God with my voice even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. 
In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Anybody felt like they've been there this year? I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. There's a guy in the midst of his troubles. Things not going his way. He's having a hard time. And so he's talking to himself. Communing with his own heart. Looking at his own life. And searching, he says, made diligent search with his spirit. And then he has this, will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Does his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? But then there's that pause. Selah. Consider this. And after that, he says, and I said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? And finally, in this verse, thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. I want to preach for a few moments on this thought today that God is still the answer. God is still the answer. Would you pray for me? Pray for the lesson that I can deliver this the way God wants it done today. Lord, we love you and thank you for your word and your promises. We thank you that you have been so faithful to us even in 2020. Now, Lord, let our hearts be ready to receive your word and we can be encouraged and strengthened today. Lord, continue on this race. Lord, as we wait to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap today. He's mighty. Give him a shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. God is still faithful. God is still the answer. God is still all we need. Amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Thank you again. So as we close out this last Sunday of 2020, anybody remember the beginning of 2020? Can you look past that dark cloud that's kind of in the middle of it and see the beginning? It was a year of Hope and promise, vision, crystal clear vision, 2020 vision. that We're going to see what God's going to do. Fulfill, that's what we said at the beginning of the year. We're going to see God fulfill some things, and, and I believe he has. Maybe we had a different understanding of what that meant at the beginning, what, what we were hoping it meant, and what God was actually going to be doing. It was a, a time of... Uh, so much faith and hope, and then it turned into a different kind of year. It turned into a year full of questions. And this psalm here, the writer is listing his sorrows, his troubles, what he's done, how he's searching. And then in verses 7 through 9, it's nothing but questions. Once he looks at his situation, it left him with questions. When he looked at where he was and what was happening in his life, he had questions. Anybody ever had questions while you've served God? How can this be happening? Why is this happening? Is there something wrong with me? Does God not love me anymore? Has God forgotten about me? This guy began to say, will the Lord cast off forever? 
Will he be favorable no more? Is, he, is his mercy? And if he knows the word of God, he knows his mercy is new every morning. But he says, is his mercy clean gone forever? Does his promises fail forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Has he, has he done that just full of questions? But then at the end of his questions, he he pauses for a moment and he begins to think in his questions and he makes a statement. After I asked all these questions and after I began to wonder about these things that are happening, he made a statement. He said, this is my infirmity. This is my present situation. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. What I want to tell you today is that don't let your present reality cause you to forget the years that God has been faithful. When you have a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or even a bad year, don't let that cause you to forget the years, the hours, the days, the weeks, the months that God has blessed your life. Don't let your present situation ever cause you to have memory loss of the God who has been so faithful to you. Listen, it's all right to have questions. Don't worry about the questions because you've got the universal answer. God is still the answer to all the questions. But trouble can make us question what we know. I say when I read these questions, I realize there's answers for them in the Scripture. And if this writer is, a, is a, a knowledgeable about the Scripture, he knows that all these questions, the answers simply no. <laughs> but he, in the, like us, in our trouble, we begin to ask, why God? And how long God? And, you know, this year has been a year full of questions, what is this virus? Is there really a virus? Is this necessary to stay in? Is it necessary to go out? Is it necessary to close the doors? Is it necessary to open them up? It, question after question. Finally, who's going to be president? Questions, questions, and questions. But I'll tell you this, that there's still one answer, and that's the Lord. God is still God. We have made it to the end of a year that has been like no other, and we still have a praise on our lips. God is still in control. We have been, some of us have experienced the lowest lows of our entire life, and yet we are still in the house of the Lord. We have experienced things that we did not want to experience, but here we still are, in the house of God, lifting up our voice, lifting up our hands, maybe with tears running down our cheeks, but we realize that there's no place to turn back. I'm not turning around. I'm not giving up. I'm not surrendering. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to fight the good fight. I'm going to finish my course. I will hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You can't let what you're going through cause you to forget what God has done. This is my infirmity, but... Yeah, this is where I'm at. Oh, it stinks. It's heartbreaking. It's devastating. It's as bad as it can possibly be, but that will not cause me to forget God. I will remember how he saved me. My heart's broke. I'm in despair. I'm sick in my body, but I will not forget how he saved me, how he washed me from my sin and filled me with the Holy Ghost. There ain't nothing can make me forget how good God has been to me. 
I will not let what I'm going through right now cause me to forget how he healed me and delivered me and forgave me over and over and over and over and over and over again. I will not forget the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I'm going to remember I will not let what I'm going through cause me to forget about the miracles that I have witnessed with my eyes, the dreams that God has given me, the words that were spoken over me in prophecy and over this church in prophecy and and over my children in prophecy. I will not forget what God has promised that came to pass. I will not forget the prayers that have been answered. I will remember that he will never leave me or forsake me. I will remember that there is no weapon formed against me that shall prosper. I will remember that though I fall, I shall not be utterly cast down. Come on, somebody. I will remember that while in this world I may have tribulation, I can still be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. I I will remember that this world is not my home but that he said, I've gone away to prepare a place that where I am, you may be also. I will not let what I am going through right now stop my vision of heaven. God is still the answer. Whatever question, whatever trouble I'm going through and when questions arise, I can always come back around to this. God is still my king. God is still on the throne. God still has all power and authority. There is still power in the name of Jesus. The blood still works. When I call, he will answer. Hello, somebody. There's nothing wrong with admitting this is where I am. This is my infirmity. This is what I'm going through. But it will not stop me from praising God. It will not stop me from coming to church. It will not stop me from reading my Bible and praying. It will not stop me from rejoicing in the Lord. You know, you can dance and shout with a broken heart. Hello. Yeah. Hey, you can dance and shout with a knife in your back. Come on, somebody. The Lord told Paul, you can serve me with these thorns. I ain't taking them out. My grace is sufficient for you. Yeah, hello. You can serve God with thorns. Well, we can't wait to get one out if we get one in the natural. I got to get this. That's what Paul, he's, Lord, move these things. Move these things. Move these things. Three times I ask him, nope, because you can still do it. And Paul said, I finished my course with thorns. I fought a good fight with thorns. I kept the faith with thorns. You can serve God despite the thorns. God is still the answer. He said, my grace is sufficient. Trouble might come, but the old saying said, trouble don't last always. Second Corinthians 4 and 8, Paul said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Why? Because God's the answer. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Why? Because God's still the answer. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, because God is still the answer. We are cast down, but we are not destroyed, because God is still the answer. My, your, our present situation might be trouble, but we also have a very present help. For every present situation, you have a very present help. For every time of present trouble, you have a present help. The scripture says God is our very present help in time of trouble. I'm glad that in my time of need, I can call on him and he will answer. One writer said, I love the Lord. Because he has heard my voice. And so while he starts out with uh, his situation, he begins to question three verses. Nothing but questions. Just question, question. Why? What? How? How long? Is he? Will he? What will God do? We do that. It's just like, Lord, I, I want to talk to you. We're not talking. We're just asking questions. How long, God? When, God? How much, God? Question, question, question. But when he finished with all the questions, he said, I will remember. I'm going to remember in verses 10 and 11, three times. I will remember the years of the right hand. I will remember the works of the Lord. I will remember thy wonders of old. Remember, remember, 
remember. We've got to remember that God is still on our side. We cannot forget how good God has been to us and what God has done for us in our time, our very desperate times of trouble. In Romans 8, uh, there were questions. You know, sometimes even when you remember God, it brings questions. But it should just be this question. Who is so great a God as our God? If I'm going to be asking questions, let it be that one. Who is so great a God as our God? Even when I remember how good God is, I've still got a question, but at this time it's not a question for God. It's a question for the world. It's a question for my problem. Hey, who's a healer like my God? Who is so great a God as my God? Who, who can deliver like my God? Boy, people would watch God do things and they would say, Whoo, who can deliver after this sort? Who can deliver like this God? Paul had that same kind of question in Romans 8 and 31. When he had problems and things, what shall we say to these things? What do you say to the things that are trying to stop you? What are you saying to the things that are trying your faith? What are you saying to the things that are hurting your feelings and breaking your heart, troubling your mind, coming in? What are you saying? Are you saying, I surrender? Well, you must be right. I give up. I'll walk away. Or are you saying, who's so great a God as our God? Or are you answering like Paul said, if God be for us, who could be against us? When it comes knocking on your door, when you say, this is my infirmity, are you saying, well, this is what I'm going through, but if God be for me, who can be against me? If God's on my side, why have I got to worry? What have I got to fear? If God is for me, who can be against me? Is there anybody greater than God? Is there any sickness greater than God? Is there any trouble greater than God? Isn't there a peace of God that passes understanding? Isn't there a joy unspeakable and full of glory? Doesn't he turn my mourning into dancing? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy still comes in the morning. God still got a reward for his people. Hang in there, honey. God's still the answer. I know that's the ancient answer. But he's the ancient of days. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. And there'll never be an answer greater than this. If God be for me, then who can be against me? We've made it through 2020. And if the Lord tarries, we'll make it through 2021. Because there is still no answer greater than God. Still the answer. Still the answer. He went on to ask another question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Then he runs a list, I guess, to some people sitting around. Because a lot of times it doesn't matter what you tell them. They'll say, oh, but. There's no oh, but. When you talk about how great God is. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Here's a question. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sakes we're killed all the day long, as counted as sheep for the slaughter. That's the way the world looks at us. Uh, nay, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, nor things to come. There ain't nothing coming down the line that's going to take you out if you stay with him. Hello. I said there ain't nothing coming. We fought some stuff. And you know what? Maybe we hadn't seen the worst, but it still ain't big and bad enough to take us out because there ain't nothing coming. No height, depth, any other creature, no depth. Oh, I really feel low. That's all right. There's no depth. There's, you, you might go to the lowest of lows, but when you trust God, you will always get back up. Hello. 
you will bounce back. You will come uh, roaring back with praise and worship and joy and peace and all the things that God wants you to have because you're not meant to stay down. When I fall, I shall arise. No height, depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, then past victories are great, aren't they? They are. Past victories are great. But we can't live in the past. We tell people that all the time when they come to the Lord. Hey, you got to just leave that past behind you. Don't we say that? Listen, we preach that. Leave the past behind. Reach for the things that are forward. Forget in those things that are behind. It's, you know, but listen, whether it's a past mistake or it's a past victory, it serves a present purpose. Yeah. If it's a past mistake, hopefully you learn from your mistake. Or you learn from the mistakes, even that we read in Scripture. The Bible says these things were written for our, our learning, for our example, so we could see, hey, don't do that. Guess what? Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that and you won't die. Do, don't do that and you won't fall. Don't do that and you won't lose out. So we see that. And so, uh, hey, past victories are the same. They serve a present purpose, but we cannot stay in the past. I can remember what God has done, and that's good, but it's meant to propel me forward to keep me going now. He said, this is my now. This is my infirmity right now, so I'm going to remember some things about God Listen, Ecclesiastes 7 and 10 warns us about living in the past because we like to say, oh, it's the good old days. Hey, we reminisce it in church all the time. Well, I remember them old time Holy Ghost fire camp meetings. Boy, I, was, I, wish, I wish church was like it used to be. Ecclesiastes 7 and 10 says, say not thou. In other words, don't you say this. What is the cause that the former days were better than these. Them former days were good, and they were great, and they were good because people were praying and fasting and seeking God, and God was moving. But you're not supposed to say that they're better than these because God hadn't quit working. When I start saying the past was better than this, now I'm saying God's not doing anything else. God's not moving anymore. God's not answering prayers. He's not doing miracles. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm not supposed to live in the past. I can be encouraged by what happened in the past. I can be reminded of God's faithfulness by what happened in the past. But I don't live in the past, not even in the past victories. Past victories should move you to present victories. Past victories should move you on to future victories. Come on. God's trying to move. God's still the answer. He's not the old answer. He's the present answer, and he'll be the future answer. Hello, somebody. He said, you do not inquire wisely concerning this. When you start making statements like that, you're saying the church is dead, that God's not moving, that God's not doing anything, but God's not dead, and God hadn't quit moving, and God hadn't quit saving. Hey, we've still been baptizing, still seeing kids, people filled the Holy Ghost. God's still healing. God's still delivering. He's the same. He's the same. In our scriptures that we started with, this man goes from his troubles. He has questions about what's happening in his life. Then he starts remembering how good's God, how good he's been. Comes to a conclusion, who is so great a God is our God. And then he says this in the last verse. Thou art the God that doest wonders. That means miracles are marvelous things. He didn't say that you were the God that did things. He said you are the God. When he was thinking about the past, he reminded them of what God still is. Remembering the works of God should move you to remember the God of your future. You can't live in the past or you will shut down your future. 
If you stay stuck in the past, you'll never go forward. You'll never have. You've got nothing wrong with thinking about how good God has been, what God has brought you out of. But if he did it then, he'll do it now. For he said, I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Questions come and that's okay. But don't wall yourself up in the past because he's not just the God of the past. He's not just God of the present. He's God of the future. He was the answer then. He's the answer now. He'll be the answer tomorrow. He'll be the answer forever because God is God and that won't ever change. God is still the answer in what he did yesterday. He'll do today and forever. And that's why the writer said, hey, after I remember all these things and I start thinking about God, I remember that, hey, you are the God that does. Not the God that used to do, but you're the God that does. You do wonders. You know what? There's something wonderful coming your way. Maybe maybe 2020 has filled you with a lot of questions, but you know what? You're about to get something wonderful if you keep trusting God. God is still doing wonders. God is still doing what we need. Don't get caught living in the past. You know, Israel would do that. They'd get so far out in the desert, oh, you brought us out here to kill us with thirst. And God would say, how long is it going to be? How can they not remember what I just did, how I brought water out of the rock, how I gave them manna from heaven. He, he would say, don't they remember? And if I did it then, I'll do it now. I didn't bring them out so they could just die right here. I'll take care of them. I'll, I'll protect them. I'll, I'll make sure they have what they need. The disciples got like that. and Jesus had to get on to them. One time, of course, they were all over the place in this little lesson here, but the Lord had warned them. He said, you beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, and of course, they didn't understand what he's talking about. And in Matthew 16 and 7, they talked among themselves. They said, it's because we have taken no bread. We don't have any bread. I don't have any bread. You got bread? I ain't got bread. And, and the Lord's telling us this thing about, he's talking about leaven because we don't have any bread. And when Jesus knew that that's what they were talking about, he said, oh, ye of little faith. Why reason you among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand and neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and then how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand? But he said, don't you remember? If we need bread, I can make bread. If I did it then, I can do it now. That's not a problem. How, how is it that you have forgotten already what I can do? And the Lord said, that, that shows me that your faith, where, where's your faith? I don't have no bread. Jesus, I don't have no bread. Okay, I'll make some. Jesus, we've got a lot of people to feed here and we've got one loaf. Okay, that's not a problem. Don't you remember what I did last time? Remember what God has done so you can eat today. Remember what God has done so you can eat tomorrow. But don't starve to death knowing that the one who could feed you, that you didn't say anything, that you didn't believe anything, that you didn't ask anything. He said, ask and you shall receive. But you got to remember that God's still the answer. That God can still do those things that he used to do. Past victories remind me of a present solution. I don't want the Lord to look at me and say, do you not yet understand or neither remember? I don't want to fall down on my face, squalling, crying, oh God, where are you at? Don't you remember what I've done? How many times have I helped you? How many times have I been there? How many times have I been faithful? I don't ever doubt my God. I want to trust him. I want to, I want to believe in him. And Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 1 and 10, talking about God, said, God, who has delivered us from so great a death and does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver. He was the answer. He is the answer. He will be the answer. He did deliver. He does deliver. He will deliver. God will always be the answer. He said he delivered us from so great a death, still doing it. It didn't kill us then. 
It won't kill me now, and it ain't going to kill me later. God will deliver every time. If he did it, he'll do it and keep doing it. You hear what I'm saying today? We've made it this far. We've gotten here. We've made it this far. We don't turn back. We don't surrender. We wait on the Lord. We keep trusting him. God is still the answer. Honey, you can come to the music. I told you I wouldn't be long today. Stand with me. Where have I been long? I don't even know. (laughs) I want you to listen to me now in this because this, this theme of remembering is throughout the scripture. It's vital. There's nothing worse when you try to remember something but can't. You ever just brain went completely blank and you needed to remember a a code and you're like or especially if you walk in a building you got to turn off the alarm system and and clocks count down well it's the same code as it was yesterday you just need to remember it it'll be the same code tomorrow just got to remember it ain't nothing worse than forgetting we want to remember but we surely need to remember how good God's been because that does I know there's a wonderful old song, Precious Memories, and they are precious. But you can't just live in memories. Hold on to them, keep them, because they, they do serve a purpose. They inspire you to go another day. They inspire you to keep moving forward. They teach you something. They, they, they instruct you in how to live. Remember, he's the God that does wonders, not the God that just the God that did wonders. He's the God that does wonders and will do wonders. But the writer in Hebrews chapter 10 said this, but call to remembrance the former days. It's okay, remember the former days. Remember the past in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions partly while you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches afflictions and partly while you became companions of them that were so used for you had compassion of me and my bonds and you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods because you knew in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance you knew that there's something else so you wouldn't give it up you endured so now cast not away therefore your confidence Well, where's your confidence? It's in God, which has great recompense of reward. When you have confidence in God, there's a reward coming. For you have need of patience. Oh, we don't like that word, but we have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. Not might come, will come, and he will not tarry. Now, the just shall live by faith, But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We are the people who have the answer. We don't turn back. We don't walk away. We don't give up. We don't lessen or cheapen our walk. We stick with it. We hang in there. We we, we live by faith in God. We trust that God that did deliver, will deliver, and will yet deliver. That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he's still the answer that I seek today. There's an old song, an old hymnal. that says, we've come this far by faith. Leaning on the Lord. Trusting in his holy word. He's never failed me yet. You made it this far in 2020. You've made it this far in your life. Trusting God. Leaning on God. Trusting in his word. You've made it this far because you remember that God's the answer. Not just for yesterday, but for today and forevermore. God is the answer you need. And and I know that that you're going through it today. Everybody is. 
I know that you've got questions. Everybody does. But I'm here to tell you today that God's still the answer. And while she's singing in the altar, I'm going to open the altar. If you want to come and stand and lift your hands or you want to come and kneel, that's fine. But why don't you come today and seek the answer? Why don't you come today and let God remind you, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll always be here. What I did, I'll still do it. I haven't changed. I haven't quit. I haven't gone out of business. He's still in the delivering business. He hasn't went out of business. God's still on the throne. He's still the Lord. Let's seek Him. Call on His name today.
our hands and our voice and sing this together. Come on, you believe it? never lost a battle what would make us think that he would start losing on us I know he can help them but, but you know this is me so man don't make yourself out to be something that God can't help the only way he can't help us is if we won't believe in him Let's keep believing. He's never lost a battle. He's always come through. He's faithful. What a Savior. Never lost a battle. One more time, lift your hands across the room. Just say that to your problem right now. My God's never lost a battle. Whatever you're struggling with right now, just speak to it. What are you saying to these things? If God be for me and my God's never lost a battle, who, what can be against me? I'm going to make it. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to overcome. Never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle. That means you don't lose either. Clap your hands. The scripture said to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you cry out to him in despair, you'll always end up shouting with a voice of triumph because he doesn't lose. And he ain't starting now. That's the God you serve. Amen. Praise God. Give him one more hand clap. Shout a praise in this house today. We've come this far. We've come this far by faith in the, the God that don't lose. I'm thankful for him. Thank him for you today. 
Don't forget about prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Love to see everybody here. Let's, let this last prayer meeting of 2020 be the biggest one yet. Let's have a great time in the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You can be dismissed today in Jesus' name.